Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Well, hi everyone, this is Carol Topp from homeschoolcpa.com and welcome to the Homeschool Leader Podcast here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I recorded a webinar back in June, on June 1st, 2020. And this is now being recorded in September, three months later. The webinar was designed for homeschool leaders who were in a very difficult position trying to make decisions about their future, the future of their the programs and the groups they led in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of things had changed for homeschool groups. They couldn't uh, figure out if they would be allowed to meet in their buildings or if they had some certain health requirements, social distancing, mask wearing, sanitization, things like that. So the webinar was me and three other homeschool leaders who agreed to talk about the whole process of how they make decisions, what decisions they came to, and in June, how they were planning the future. So I have taken the highlights of that webinar and broken it into the six different podcast episodes, which will be kind of the highlight reel of the webinar. If you want to watch the webinar, because there are slides to go with it, as well as see the panelists as they're talking, you might enjoy that. Uh, It is available on YouTube. Um, You can uh, Google on YouTube, Homeschool CPA webinar, something like that. Or you can find it in the show notes to this podcast episode and the following podcast episodes. And you can always find the show notes over at homeschoolcpa.com slash podcast. And then look for podcast numbers 197 through uh, 202. And you will find the show notes there. I hope you find what the panelists say helpful as they talk about how they make decisions, answer questions from the audience, and in general, just get an idea of what other leaders do and how they run their organizations. Even if you're not trying to figure out an uncertain future like they were, and we still are here sitting in the fall, it's things are still very uncertain how they're going to play out in the next few months with the pandemic still raging here in the United States. But I think you'll just find it to be a very helpful webinar as many people have and have watched it and will benefit from it. So um, sit back, enjoy the highlight reel, or go check out the whole webinar. It's uh, available to you at no charge at all, uh, just to my way of helping homeschool leaders run their organizations as successfully as they possibly can. Dorian, next question. Next question. We've got a lot of Zoom questions. Um, Zooming for uh, people who would choose to stay home. Some of you have an in-person class, but some people want to Zoom. You have a combination of in-person classes and Zoom classes, Zoom field trips. Anybody want to talk about Zoom? What you're doing with Zoom? what you think you're doing with Zoom. Everybody's shrugging their shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Zoom, we've always used Zoom. So it's just been kind of a part of what we've done uh, for a while now. I think that, I don't know exactly what the person's question was, but I saw something on there um, about how we were going to make it work for in class. 
So I think, I mean, currently my plan is we have an assistant in every class. Uh, so the assistant's job will be to start that Zoom meeting and in that Zoom meeting at the end of class. I don't know if it's going to work perfectly. We've never done it this way. We've only ever done it where um, we've had classes outside of our co-op using Zoom, but um, we've never tried to do it in co-op um, with it. Now we have done what Amanda Campbell had said is Zoom to teacher in when they've missed a class. And yeah, it doesn't work perfectly. It's not like great. And so I don't know, this may be the same. It may not work perfectly. We're gonna try it um, and just kind of see how it goes. Um, but I don't, I don't know, was there a specific Zoom question? The, the questions were, it was, it, there were several of them. And, you know, are, are you doing Zoom virtual field trips was one. Another one was, are you Zooming the teacher into the classroom? So the teachers from home when you're Zooming in. Another one was um, just use, using Zoom in general. Uh, we did classes. do, um, after we left, we, we did several Zoom. I'm sure every group did several Zoom activities and stuff. But we did do a whole um, Zoom career day where, and that actually turned out really great because unlike our normal career day where we can bring people in, we were able to have people from all over the nation like Zoom in. So we could get all kinds of great um, speakers uh, um, come and talk to the kids. And we just did it like throughout the day. It was just scheduled and people could pop in whenever they wanted to pop in. That's really the only like really like big activity that we tried on Zoom that we didn't do in person. So. So we have done, like we said, zoomed in a teacher during class. One of the, the struggles I think we've had since breaking for COVID um, using Zoom is that the level that we bought into Zoom at only allows us to have one um, Zoom meeting going at a time. When we first started, we didn't understand that. <laughs> so we had people cutting each other off. Um, so we've since like set up a schedule and it's worked out, but um, we've done a couple of things over the last three months. Um, it's interesting, the things that have been more popular are the more just connect. Like we did a five to seven year old snack and chat and they would have like a theme like planets one day and bugs another day and they would bring their little snacks and I don't know, they would just chat chat about these things. Um, our older kids who were at co-ops and were doing, like they had classes and then they had swim and they had gym. So they had like play time together too. Um, they're like on teams. And so some of the teams have continued to meet weekly on Zoom and they've been doing things like um, everybody sends in their baby picture the week before and then the person facilitating plays like a slide and the kids have to guess who it is stuff with their same thing with pictures of their rooms so ways for the kids to connect that aren't necessarily sitting and taking a class because like i said earlier the kids can take classes online a million places um we have one group of kids like teens who met a couple of weeks playing those sort of games and then decided that they wanted to put together like a good news network. So now they are creating little shows together and they have an editing group who they're taking the kids who make the little videos and they're editing it, putting it all together. So that's a really, that's actually one of the most productive 
I hate saying that word, but productive things that they've been doing. Um, and then we, <laughs> we have a 12-year-old boy who runs a weekly um, Nerf chat, and they talk for an hour about their Nerf <laughs> guns and things <laughs> for an hour every week. But you know what? Like, this is a little group of 12-year-old and 10-year-old boys who are connecting, right? Like, if they want to chat about, I don't know, Nerf, I don't know what the heck you say about Nerf guns for an hour, but they do and they love it. And so uh, for us, as we look forward to trying to do more Zoom and acknowledging that when we have run classes, people haven't been really active. We even tried to do like um, almost like a spirit week. And that was, I think we did it too soon. Like everybody was still in a, in a period of, oh, uh, we don't know what's going on. Um, and moving forward, someone asked about field trips, Zoom field trips. We do plan on doing, like not going out and actually filming a field trip, but there are lots of, you know, video field trips. We want to do like watch parties together. Um, let's all go to, I don't know, wherever. And through Zoom, then you could chat about it as they're doing the field trip or afterwards watch it, do a half hour one and then afterwards have like a question and answer or something like that. So those are some of the the things that we're talking about. How do we move into a more virtual world if it's going to be really hard to be together in the fall? And mom nights, we do those. <laughs> um, I was just taking a minute to look at some of the questions. Oh my goodness, there's such good questions. I wish we had time to answer them all, but it is already 9.30. Doreen, do you have one more question for us to finish out the night here with? I think maybe um, uh, one that would probably be easiest because we could go for days on opinions on Zoom, Google Suite, Google Classrooms, Meetup, all those. Um, but here's one. Do you feel like um, once you do make a decision, and I know a couple of you said registration was just opening, that you will be more lenient with refunds as things evolve and people may choose to opt out? Uh, for us, we will have a cutoff date. So we will have a time where, I mean, we're being pretty, we're being very lenient up currently um with how registration is going so once we will have a certain date that we're just going to cut it off and after that there won't be any refunds um, and that's kind of how we've always done it but one of the things that we have done differently this time is that we have made it clear from the beginning that there are classes who that might go online there are classes that will not continue on um, if they can't i mean we can't always continue on a you know, a first grade building class online, you know, like some things just aren't going to continue on. Um, in those classes, we may offer some refunds for those classes. But as far as any class that is able to continue online or the teacher is able to continue communication with, those parents have been told up front that this will be the day and there will be no refunds after that particular day. Um, so this past time we did a lot of uh, a lot of calculating, a lot of percentages, and a lot of different things to refund money once we left. We were in session for five weeks, and after that, we had, um, you know, we wanted parents to have money back. So, like, going forward, we don't want to be in that same situation. So, we're just all up front. This is how it's going to be, and give parents that option. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, when we finally went on break uh, at the at the semester, the second semester of last year, we were only halfway through. And so we did offer 50% refunds to anybody that requested those. Um, while we did also still pay our teachers and we know that not everybody's in that position where they can do that. We just happen to have some good savings where we could and we just felt led that that's what we should do. Um, that people were counting on that and that people had lost their jobs. Um, we have a similar policy moving forward as what you're describing, Angela, where we're disclosing up front, you know, if a class goes online and you would like a refund, you're going to have to talk to the teacher. Um, if you uh, don't have your class go online, then yes, we would uh, refund your money um, as a, at a prorated, you know, based on how many weeks we've been there. But I do think that we have been um, extra lenient uh, with our refunds um, through this. And I, I would say that we probably will continue to be um, just because of the position that we're in. Um, and ju we just feel a burden for a lot of our families because we've heard that husbands have lost jobs that aren't coming back. You know, these aren't jobs that they're, that they're saying, you know, it was just a layoff. These are jobs that they're being told, you know, that job's maybe not coming back. Mm -hmm. So um, that's sort of part of, we just felt like that was sort of part of us being supportive. Um, and we just want to do that as much as we can um, within reason. Uh, but yeah, so I, I would say, yes, we will definitely be more lenient than we have ever been with refunds. Thank you. Uh, well, we're going to make this wrap up. Thank you so much, dear panelists, Amanda, Selen in Ohio, Amanda Campbell in Rhode Island, and Angela Taylor in Texas for your time uh, and your, the thought you put into your replies. Appreciate it very much. And thank you, Doreen, for moderating that chat room and the questions. There were so many good ones. Again, I'm going to encourage you to go on over to the Facebook group and pop them over there and maybe we can get them answered that way since we couldn't uh, spend uh, all night <laughs> discussing, although there were some really good questions over there. So um, uh, many of the uh, attendees are thanking you panelists and um, I appreciate it so much. I hope uh, dear attendees, this has been helpful. It will be posted very soon, uh, probably tomorrow, maybe the next day uh, over at homeschoolcpa.com slash uncertain. And you can watch this again in its entirety and feel free to share it. There will be no cost. This is just um, our trying to help fellow homeschool leaders. So thank you again, panelists. I appreciate you so much. Homeschool leader, do you feel confused or overwhelmed by the job of running your homeschool group? You're not alone. Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA, is here to help. Carol is an accountant, author, and retired homeschool mom who understands you. Her website has helpful information on co-ops, paying workers, and managing the money in a homeschool group. If you need personalized advice, set up a consultation with Carol. She's happy to discuss your particular situation. Visit homeschoolcpa.com today and get the information you need to successfully run your homeschool group.